Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner. Hey everybody, welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. This is the show to keep the youth worker motivated and his youth ministry moving forward. And today I have a guest. And uh, by the way, some of you uh, can hear me and some of you can see me because this is right here on the YouTube channel. You're getting to witness uh, the actual podcast being recorded here. And uh, I have a friend with me today. Say hello, friend. Hi, friend. <laughs> That's my friend, Ken McCoy. Uh, he is Who? outstanding. Who is Ken it? McCoy. Ken McCoy. I've heard that name. Have you? <laughs> you say, <laughs> well, let me tell you who Ken McCoy is. Ken McCoy is the president of, uh, and the CEO, uh, and the, and the emperor and the, uh, grand poobah, uh, of, uh, Jumpstart Ministries. Uh, he has been a youth pastor forever. Uh, he has been a youth pastor in Oregon, uh, Minnesota, Texas, California. Uh, he's also part of the witness protection program. Uh, that's why he's been in all those states. Uh, just kidding, folks. Uh, he actually helped establish uh, the National Network of Youth Ministries way back when, uh, in the 80s, I think that was. Uh, also, he is the chaplain for the 352nd Fighter Group. That's a right. A bunch of fantastic veterans from World War II who would fly what kind of planes, Ken? B-51 Mustangs. B-51 no, Mustangs. P, again. P as in Paul. P, P as in Paul. The P-51 Mustangs. Uh, and uh, and they flew in Germany and uh, served as well. And we uh, hats off to them. And also, uh, Ken has served as a uh, chaplain for the San Diego Padres. Uh, obviously, minor, minor league team that uh, plays in the major leagues. Well, I was going to say uh, they needed either a different chaplain or more chaplains. More, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know how long ago that was, but you know, I, I don't know. The San Diego Padres, you never even hear them. I don't know. You don't. I know. Wonder. Well, especially on the East Coast, they play so late at night that nobody ever gets to see them. Nobody gets to see them. That's right. Well, Ken, thank you so much for joining me on the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. Uh, this is where uh, we get to motivate youth workers and get their uh, youth ministries and keep their youth ministries moving forward. And Ken and I have been friends, just to kind of give you a little background on us. Uh, Ken and I have been uh, have been friends a long time, uh, since I'm going to say 98, 99, possibly. Somewhere around there, yeah. Somewhere around there, both of us. You were working uh, at that camp in Florida. That's right. The first time I received, I don't know, I think it's the first time I received a phone call from Ken. I was out on a boat fishing, deep sea fishing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ken and I both uh, do some work in writing for uh, Interlink. And uh, that is Interlink uh, Online, interlink-online.com, by the way, if you're interested in music for your ministry. Fantastic organization. Youth leaders uh, and, only. Uh, youth leaders only. Get your box today. That's what we say. That's what we uh, This is an unpaid announcement. Yeah. Alan, if you're listening, this is an unpaid announcement. No, I'm not getting paid. Are you getting paid? I'm not, I'm not getting paid. <laughs> um, Alan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and today, folks, we want to just bring to you, uh, you know, those that are watching, those that are listening, uh, we want to bring you some encouragement today. And so uh, we're, I've asked Ken, because of the name, obviously, of his uh, ministry, Jumpstart Ministries, that uh, always perks my ears up when I hear something that is about to be jumpstarted. That tells me something uh, very cool 
rule is about to happen. Uh, that which was dead is now going to be brought back to life. And that's what Ken does. Ken works with youth ministries and churches that have no full-time youth pastor. And uh, he helps them uh, jumpstart that which is dead, brings it back to life. Is that about, is that fair? About right. In, as, as in essence, as you're I, a mir- I have no supernatural ability to do that other than in, with the Holy Spirit. But, <laughs> I understand. But in, in essence, you're a miracle worker. Yeah. You bring dead things back to life. Basically. That's me. Yeah. That is you, Ken, the miracle worker. Yes. And so Ken, tell us a little bit about, uh, t- first of all, just tell us, just tell us about the spark. What got this ministry rolling? Uh, what, what actually, what made you say, you know what? I got to do this thing because of why. What was that th- spark that happened and said, this thing's got to happen? When the National Network was first getting started, they brought me on staff as their first full-time person. Um, but it was an office job. I was in an office in a Ooh. business park kind of thing. Oh, no. There were no teenagers around that place. We happened to be going to a church that was a fairly new startup church, and their youth ministry was just kind of getting going. And I said, hey, can I uh, can I participate? And we went with that youth group in that church, went from like you know, 11, 12 kids to 50, 60 kids in, this, in several months. And it was like totally booming, totally happening. It was a blast. Well, other pastors heard what I was doing with that church and thought I was doing it as a part of my job and asked me if I would come and help them. Of course, they said, yeah, I would, but I have this full-time job in an office. They long, (laughs) but I'd love to help. And so, you know, recruit volunteers and train them and get some motivation going and get some momentum built. And, you know, it. and I so loved doing that. And I so not loved going to an office every morning mm-hmm. that I decided, you know what, I I would rather do what I love. And even though I was doing good stuff with the network and the networks of fine organization, I decided I really wanted to still hang out in churches and work with teenagers and with youth leaders. And so that's how I got it going. All right. Well, that's a, that's a great story. I think that's uh, obviously still a need today. You started that when, by the way? In 1988, I believe. Yeah. And it's still relevant today. Lots of Yeah, there's today. lots of need. Yeah, lots there is. Lots of need. Lots of need. But uh, tell us a bit about, tell us about what it takes or some of the signs, I should say, uh, of a student ministry, because there's people listening, people that are watching right there. Say wave hi and wave, wave hi to everybody uh, on my channel there. They are fantastic people that you're talking to. So they are. We're going to, they are. Yeah. And, um, and they would like to know what does it mean? What are the signs? that my youth ministry needs a jump start. You know, I was thinking about that, and I remember a comment that um, a good friend of mine made way back in the day when he decided he was going to change churches. And he says, you know, I could just sense creeping nerdism coming in. You know, it's like all these kids that were coming in were not like the kids who were going to, you know, fire up things. They were, you know, they were just kind of the creep. So that was the first thing that came to my mind, but that's not really what I look for. What you look for in a youth ministry, what you try to see is what are the signs of vitality? What Are there kids who are in love with Jesus and who are anxious to, to grow in him? Are there leaders who love the kids and are, are um, experiencing fruit of their labor? Is there momentum in the ministry? Is there um, a purpose for what they're doing or are they just running programs, that kind of thing? And you know, when a youth ministry gets to just, okay, we've got to go on this mission trip because we always go on a mission trip or we got to go to this retreat because we always do this retreat or we got to do these midweek programs because we ought, it, 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 the thing just kind of grinds down and pretty soon you can't get it started again. So that's when it needs a jump start. 
Okay. Well, uh, absolutely. So if you have, by the way, if you're watching and or listening, uh, you can obviously subscribe to this on SoundCloud. I encourage you to SoundCloud.com. Look for the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast, obviously. And you can also subscribe to the channel here because I want your comments on what Ken is talking about. You may be in this situation. You need to do the check through, right? Like on a plane, Ken is a pilot and you have to do a check down. Right? Have- so this would be kind of a check down. Checklist. Checklist. Is it a checklist? Yes, checklist. Okay. Check down sounds much cooler, though. That's a football term. Okay, let's go to football then. Like in football, Ken, (laughs) uh, because I like that term better. We're going to go through a check. That's right, check down, because you're checking everybody. Yeah, right. right. Can't throw it here. Can't throw it there. It works either way. We're going to talk later about, um, you know, Ken's unfortunate fascination with the san diego chargers but um because that, diego that is diego his... super chargers <laughs> i like the uh didn't uh oh who was it didn't skillet do a song for the chargers yes. skillet no it's that's P-O-D. so much better it was pod pod that's right i like that version yeah. a lot better whatever yeah, they did. did whatever you just sang was uh, no um <laughs> and so let's move on let's so we got these signs that we're supposed to be looking for we're looking for this um here come a, a couple other signs oh, uh, do. I look for. It's like uh, when you walk in the room, are kids in clumps that don't mix? Or are, do you have kids kind of wandering around seeing each other? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they're in clumps, that means they're kind of in closed groups and a new kid is not going to be able to make it in. Right. Um, when you walk into the room, um, are the kids on their phones during the singing time or during the talk? If they're on their phones... You know, there's, they're not motivated. I just walk over there and smack it out of their hands. Is that okay? <laughs> and the last thing I look for are, are there more girls than guys? <laughs> really? Now, why is that? Tell me about that. That's girls interesting. are words oriented. They're talk oriented. Guys are action oriented. They're do oriented. And youth ministries tend to be heavy on the words and not so much heavy on the action. Right. So they tend to have a lot of girls. And if you have a lot of girls, you're not going to have a lot of guys. Guys won't go where the girls are. Girls will go where the guys are, but not the other way around. So a youth ministry that needs a jumpstart is one that needs guys. Needs guys. Absolutely. And you bring up a great point because I was thinking I have a college event coming up a week from this Sunday, and we're calling it Art Core. And it's very foo-foo, right? It's painting. It's, you know, all this. But let me tell you, I have a friend of mine who is into welding. And I think I'm going to get some guys there to give him a quick lesson in welding. And oh, then yeah. Weld Put on that helmet thing. Together. You fire that stuff right. up. Oh, yeah. That's right. So I'm a little stoked out, about that. Baby. So guys yeah. will come out to learn a little welding and maybe make a little piece, a little art, something like oh, yeah. that. that You yeah. know, that That'd speaks awesome. to them. Yeah. Uh, are jump starts, let me ask a question, are jump starts inevitable or are they preventable? I think they're inevitable. It's just like your car. If you don't ever charge up your battery, if your ba- your battery has a lifespan, and when it gets down, you're going to have to replace it. You're going to have to jumpstart it somehow. Um, it, I think of surfing because, it, you know, a surfer sits out there and then catches a great wave, and then he's got to turn around and paddle back out and wait for another great wave. Youth ministry is often like that. And sometimes you have a great class and man, things, it just seems like everything you're doing works. Yeah. And then you got to turn around and paddle back out and wait for another great wave, you know? So yeah. Yeah. there is always kind of that ebb and flow, that up and down of a, of a ministry. But where, when a jump start happens is there's just no life. I mean, you can, the engine turns and it's just, I don't want to, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> that then, sounds like me in the morning. And then if it gets, if your kids are that point, you know, you got the next point with them is, oh, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. That's when you need a jump start. 
Wow. I love the sound effects there. Thank that's you. A, I, a, I've perfected those over there. <laughs> you practice them in the mirror. <laughs> uh, so what then is then if you're working with a ministry, Ken, and uh, they have no youth patch from some of our listeners and some of our watchers here, right. uh, you may be the volunteer that's watching and you may be the volunteer that's listening. Right. Um, what then could you help them with? What would be the process? How does one uh, start? Obviously, when you're jumpstarting your, your battery, you're, you're putting clamps on. Right. Uh, you're connecting it to another vehicle. Right. That's important. Yes. So what is then the process? What does that look like for a ministry that is in that trouble that they're hearing that? I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. I want. I want. I want. I want. I want. I want. No. 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 All right. So <laughs> and then they laugh at you. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. All the time. So the process is, you know, we got to first assess the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, the threats, that kind of thing. What can we, what do we have to build with? Now, that's an acronym, by the way. So yes, I is- think it is, but I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Then, I, then, sorry uh, to interrupt. I just yeah, remember that. I remember doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, so exactly. Um, then it's recruiting a team, and that requires a lot of prayer. And it requires talking with the pastor and other church leaders and saying, hey, if you were to recruit your starting varsity for the youth ministry, four or five people, who would be the starting varsity? Who would be those four or five people? And my donuts to dollars bet is um, those people are already busy in important places in the church. Are you willing to free a couple, three of those up from what they're already doing to do youth ministry? Because we need the sharpest, brightest, most energetic. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the younger folks. It can be parental ages. It can uh, be older yep. than that. But they just have to be sharp, good uh, with kids, good, confident, growing Christians, that kind of thing. But a lot of prayer. I mean, you know, I take Jesus seriously when he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So yep. pray that the Lord of the harvest would send out laborers into his harvest field. So prayer is really essential in recruiting a team. And then it's important once you get that team together and get some basic things going to have a win some sort of you got to have a win kids kids are momentum oriented they got it they go from big event to big event you know from win to win to win so you got to have a win in the youth ministry some sort of event or fun thing or you know an experience that the kids have that just go this is happening you know and because kids have a herding instinct, they travel in herds, pretty soon you start to create a herd, and then you can start working with that herd and start becoming intentional with what they do and making sure that the, uh, the, that the ministry is effective. And the way that I train the youth leaders is generally that old process of, I'll do it while you watch, and then you do it while I watch, and then you do it, you know? So yeah. that's the way it yeah. works. And then I go and do something else. Yeah, and I'll go take on another one. Yeah. I'll take on another thing. Yeah. How important though, and I love what you said about the fact that, that the age doesn't matter. I mean, there are so many uh, great, wonderful volunteers, especially volunteers I've had over the years, uh, that, you know, they were way older than the kids. They yeah. were parents. They were other people, but man, they were the cool parents. They were the, you know, those were the parents that would, everybody would crash at their house. Yeah. Everybody would, you know, go over to their place for a barbecue or, or whatever was going on. Right. Uh, I think that sense of openness you're talking about is just, just being open and just being, being energetic and being I, yourself. Well, you know, that's the thing. I've been doing youth ministry way for most of my life. And look at the platinum blonde on my head. That used to be darker than you. <laughs> but you know what I've discovered is kids don't care. 
All they care about is, do I like them? If right. I like them, they like me back, you know? So right. I take and a giddy delight in having teenagers around, and it's really cool, and, you know, it's that kind of thing. And so it doesn't matter the age. It I do recruit young folks to do the mega overnighters with me, you know, yes. and that, that kind of stuff. The day-long service projects, all that kind of stuff. You know, those projects oh, yeah. require... High level of energy output, you know. Absolutely, that which that which we have is waning, and we have to find <laughs> recharge it, recharge people to do yeah, some of those like things. Like your hair, and, it's waning, isn't it? It's, it is, isn't it? Just waning. Back. Well, you know what they say. What do they say? God Ken. made very few perfect heads. <laughs> the rest he covered with hair. That's right. I have a uh, like a three. I have a one quarter perfect head. There you go. <laughs> quarter of my head is, is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the end then, so once it's, once it's, uh, once it's jump started, what would you say? What is the, I guess the measure of success? What is the, what is the, the, um, I don't know, the end game or the, uh, uh, the signs that you're, okay. you're, well, you're, all right. Let's say that you walk into the room. What's, right? what's different? You have kids who are, Immediately, kind of, they're walking, watching the doorway and seeing who's coming in and greeting each other and greeting new people and grabbing somebody new and bringing them into their group. And they're having fun and they're talking and they're catching up. You might see a couple of kids praying in the corner. You see kids doing ministry, not just watching the ministry happen. Yeah. My commitment is or my conviction is youth ministry is not what leaders do for kids. It's what kids do for God. Leaders are there to make the make it possible for the kids to be effective in their ministry, not to get the kids to make the leader successful in his or her ministry. Okay. So you see kids doing the ministry, not just watching the ministry. You see parents from outside of the church checking out the church because their kids being coming. Um, you see kids becoming Christians. You see, you hear reports that somebody became a Christian at school this, this afternoon because the, one of your kids shared Christ with them. You, you have kids, uh, praying in corners in the, at the end of the meeting with each other. I mean, it's just yeah. spiritual vitality. It's just, you know, yeah. that's what you see. One of my leaders last night, uh, and I'll brag on, on them for a minute because uh, our kids last night, they took a bed. I didn't know she took the picture, but I was up front and I was just praying with kids, but it's become pretty much standard that if one kid comes forward, almost everybody of that gender comes forward to pray as well. Yeah. So, if, so if one young man comes up to pray and I'm praying with him, there are usually five or six other guys that are just come up. I don't ask them to, they just come up. And then after we're done praying, they all love on him. And then they all go back until the next young man comes up or yeah, the next exactly. young lady comes That's up. That's the idea. You know? uh, and they took a picture and they took a picture of that last night. And that just kind of blew my mind a little bit because I saw it from a different perspective. Yeah. I'm usually in the front there. But then you see all these guys that are just gathered around there. And um, I just think that's exactly right on, Ken, because it's if we don't see some of that, if we don't, you know, we do have it's not impossible. I just want to encourage people that are watching right. and that are listening. This is not an impossible dream. This is not pie in the sky. I don't care if you got five kids. Right. I don't care if you got one kid. I don't. It doesn't matter. Anything can be jump started. Anything can be uh, if if we as youth leaders are willing to work. If we're willing to uh, partner with other people in the church, if right. we're willing to share, if we're willing to uh, uh, give up some things, right? If we're right. willing to give up doing everything, yeah, yeah, uh, then then we can. We, your youth ministry can be jump started. It can happen. It can happen. I've and, seen it uh, done. Because people listen sometimes and watch these shows and listen to these things and go, oh, that can't be me. 
I could right. You know, they got they have a big church and they got professional people and you know they got lots of kids and so uh, you know. No, well, not only happen, that, yeah, but the, you know, it can happen in yeah. the Paulist church with volunteer leaders. Absolutely. As long as, as, as there's spiritual vitality happening, it's possible. So on a programming note, then, then let me say this, then as you go, as, once you jumpstart, once you get this process going, how do you keep the constant charge, if you will, how do you keep the constant charge and connectivity that needs to, that needs that the youth ministry needs to stay connected, right? Right. How does that charge continue to stay run? Like you hear the hum, right? right? You right. hear the electric hum, right? Working through your ministry on a, on a, both a programming, but also a spiritual level, right? On a spiritual development level, how do you keep that buzz and how do you keep that, that hum in the air? All right. There, this, the simple answer is, each Christian kid is praying for a couple of non-Christian friends and looking for an opportunity to talk with them about what God's doing in their life. And when the friends give that kind of, huh, yeah, right answer, they say, you know what? I would, I'd probably think the same thing if I were you. I'd think church was boring and irrelevant and kind of out of touch. And, but I'm a part of something different. Why don't you come and check it out? Don't, I'm not asking you to join anything or anything. Just come and check it out and see if it's as stupid as you think. You know, and then let, we can talk afterwards. Okay, I'll come check it out. Now, th that's completely different than you as a leader saying, invite all your friends. We're going to have a blast. They can come. I mean, you know, that's completely different for bringing a friend. He's th That friend's coming to check out Christianity. Right. He's coming to, to see and, and feel what's going on, not to go come meet girls or to have a blast, but you know, he'll, he'll meet girls. He'll have a great time, but he'll walk away going, you know what? That wasn't as stupid as I thought. And then that Christian kid can say, so would you, would you like me to tell you how to become a Christian? Are you interested in that? And then you start seeing, unless kids are involved in personally sharing the light, yeah. then all they're doing is coming to be fed. They're not coming to get strengthened and, and recharged so they can go back out and do it. They're just coming to be fed and kind of be comfortable and be served, you know. Yeah. So evangelism is the real hum of electricity in the air. But it's personal evangelism. It's not bring your friends so that I can preach at them and get them into right. the kingdom, you know. Right, right. So that's right. that's the short answer. The, the other one is ministry by the kids for the kids rather than ministry by the leaders for the kids. Uh, the leaders are there to provide leadership and structure uh, to do for the students what they can't do for themselves, but let the kids do it. I don't, I, you know, it bothers me when I come into a youth ministry and I see the youth band is all leaders. Yeah. There's no kids in there, you know, in yeah. the band or the, and, or, you know, the announcements are being given by one of the leaders, not one of the kids yeah. or the testimony is being given by a leader, not one of the kids. You know, or the videos was made by the leader, not by the group of kids that are interested in making videos. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. So uh, the, you know, the the electricity of kids doing it, because when they have a friend of theirs who shows up that night, they are invested in making sure this is going to be a cool thing. Uh, it is, this it better happen because I got one shot to convince this friend that it's not stupid. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's it. And let's see now. And then I think a youth ministry needs to attempt the impossible every once in a while. Oh, that's good. Stretch themselves just, you know, if we don't 
X, Y, Z. If God doesn't come through, we're going to we're going to fall flat in our face. We're going to lose a lot of money. People are going to think we're idiots. You know, whatever it is, attempt something impossible every once in a while that tests kids faith. And so that when they that when they do see God work, they go Woo-hoo! and their faith grows, you know. Absolutely. And Ken, you are just speaking my language now because this is I've, this is my sixth year with this youth ministry. Uh, we've seen a lot of fruit over the years, but now we've 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 reached a point we've, we we you know youth ministries go through cycles right you mm-hmm. goes through and and the reason I, and I don't want people to think that when I'm talking here that I'm just you know uh, I'm in a good place with my because you know there's a lot of years that I was not in a good place with, right. my, with my youth yeah, ministry all so, of us have that yeah uh, so right now like we have a big event coming we have what's called impact 75 normally I call it impact 100 but I thought 75 was a number we could reach okay uh, so uh, we told our students and last night we handed out little invitations and I had them hold them up in the air I said how many I said look there's 15 to a pack. Everybody takes 15, however many you want to take. And I said, um, I want you to hold them up there. And I want you to think, right? Think in your head, say, who are the people that I need to give these to? Who are the people that I need to personally buy? I said, I don't want you dropping them in lockers. I don't want you to put them on the urinal. I don't want you to, I don't want you to slide. Please them don't do that. Don't, don't put them on the urinal. <laughs> Invite somebody personally. And I, I reflected on that because another thing I did uh, was I asked people, I said, how many of you are here in this youth ministry are here because a friend invited you? And uh, you, across the room, I would say there was probably at least six or eight. Yeah. And, and I went around the room and said, who invited you? Well, so-and-so invited you. Are you happy they did? Yeah. Yep. Who invited Absolutely. you? Yeah. Who invited you? Are you glad they invited you? Now I said, guys, ask yourself this. How many more people are waiting to be invited? How many more people are going to are walk in this room and, right. and find Christ. And, and then also possibly I told him, I said, look, we're inviting people to a building with the opportunity to join the body. Right. And that's what we're doing. Exactly. We're not, ha- we're not, this thing isn't about the size of our youth ministry. It's not about any of that. If you're just bringing them to an event that we have an opportunity to share Jesus with them. Right. And that's, and that's, you know, that's it guys. I mean, I, it's, it's just a, um, I think it's just a change in mentality. I think it's just a, 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 a we have to have an optimistic, big idea, right? Big challenge, impossibility of what God can do. That's exactly right. Yep. And if we can dream big, God can dream bigger. But if we can dream big enough and challenge our kids, like for our kids, seventy-five is a big number. Yeah. Um, they would have to. They're just gonna have to work at it. They're just gonna have to get the. You oh know, yeah. They. I have thirty-five, forty kids. That means there's an extra 35, you know, kids that have to come in. That's right. You know, roughly. And, uh, and to get that many kids to show up, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I don't know. You when know, is it, I, when I, does it go down? It's next Wednesday. Oh, and, uh, and all so right. I'm going to be, so I gave them all the invites, did all the things we needed to do. Um, putting a lot of prayer and time into it. And, um, and, we'll, and I think it'll be a good night. It'll just be a fun night and we have some games and we'll do some things. I got a guy that's going to come in and do a little rapping and yeah. share the gospel. And so it's just yeah. going to be a fun night. So I'm good. looking, I'm looking forward to it. Now, Ken, talk to me about the youth pastors because there's a lot of youth pastors that will listen to this uh, podcast. They are the full-time youth pastor. Right. Um, and yet, yet their youth ministry is facing the same challenges as a youth ministry with no youth pastor. Right. They're in the same ballpark here. They're watching, they're listening. And uh, I think to speak to them about what does it take from a leadership perspective, because I think uh, that the leader, if there's a leader, 
that that leader has to jumpstart themselves. They themselves must be jumpstarted right. in order to see other, they have to be fully charged right. in order to see a charge happen in other things. Yep. So talk to those leaders, talk, you know, those that are listening, those that are watching on the channel here, talk to them a little about what does it require personally to be charged spiritually, to be able to see these things kind of things happen that we're okay. talking about. Uh, it's really easy for a youth pastor, for anybody in Christian ministry as a, as a job, to get isolated from into a Christian ghetto. So a youth pastor needs to have interests and friends outside of his ministry, outside of his church. People right. that he's trying to influence to, uh, to the kingdom. He's got to have his own friends that he's praying about and, or, uh, or she's praying about and looking for opportunities to talk about what God has done in, in his or her life and then invite them to something that might change their mind. Uh, if a youth pastor is only doing his job, he's not doing his job. He's got to be uh, leading by example. So the first thing is find, if ask yourself, do you have any friends who aren't Christians already? Um, if you don't, where are you going to find them? Because that's why you're here. If we were all, if, if we're here because evangelism has to happen, that's the only thing that won't happen in eternity. Worship, learning, you know, all that's going to happen forever. Evangelism won't. So we, that's the reason we're here. So get your butt out of the chair and go meet some people. That's why I've played in blues bands in the past, or I got involved with these World War II um, pilots and, uh, you know, the Padres and stuff, just because I need, you know, people who aren't in the ministry and aren't in the church that I can reach. And so if I'm doing it, then it flows out into what the kids are doing. Um, the other thing is, uh, I see many, if not most recently, youth pastors, their, their ministry programs are simply church for kids. Their worship services. There are five songs in a sermon. Maybe a game in front, but it's maybe a game, five songs, sermon, good night, you know. Um, that's not effective for kids. Think about what your programs are trying to accomplish. You probably don't even know. You're just hoping maybe more kids show up and, you know, maybe somebody will become Christian or maybe, but what is, what is the Wednesday night for? What is Sunday morning for? What is this retreat trying to accomplish yeah. so that you can then get specific with what you're doing in those things? Actually, what the kids are doing in those things, because got to give away the programming to the kids, like we've talked about already. Um, and so that you have a way of determining success for each meeting, Sunday morning, Wednesday night or Thursday night or whatever, retreats and stuff like that. I still gather the youth leaders that I'm working with after every meeting and go, okay, did we do it? What was our, what was our uh, focus on this one? What were we trying to accomplish? How would we know it was successful? Well, we would knew it was successful if kids were saying this or asking that, or if we had these kinds of kids there, or if we did this or, you know, that kind of thing. We got that person to do something and, you know, it, but you can evaluate each meeting and each program on the basis of what you know you want to accomplish. And then did it accomplish it? If not, we got to do better next time, you know? Absolutely. And I believe in what's, I believe in the economy of youth ministry, any economy, you show me an economy that has that where people are not working, right? That economy is in the toilet. That's exactly right. You show me an economy where there's lots of jobs and people are hustling and bustling and doing things, right? And you're, you're going to see a productive 
youth ministry or church exactly. or any of those things. And so uh, you're absolutely correct. And I can't agree with you more that, that, um, the more, if you evaluated on how many people did it take to pull this off, if it was just you, that's a hashtag that's fail. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, if, if you were the only person that could make it happen, then, then you're, you're, you're done. But yeah. if you could look and say, well, how many, how, even in increments, I mean, I'm talking about just moving the needle, right? Just moving. Right. Look, right. we got one kid to do something. We got, look, I, I was floored. This is after like six months after every time this kid would come take offering. And I would say to this kid, so who's going to pray? Am I praying or you're praying? He says, you're going to pray. Well, after the missions trip that we went on, he had prayed without being asked. And then it came up in front of the youth group. I said, who's praying? Me or you? He went, I'm praying. I said, <laughs> so, you know, it's just moving the needle, right? Just right. a little bit. Don't, don't say, well, I didn't have 10 kids involved or I didn't have 20 kids. It's if you had one more kid involved, you, where you had no kids, right? That's success that's exactly. that a kid did something that you can do. Right. I had, I had the kid lead the game this week. Awesome. Did a great job taking pictures of kids doing things. I had kids in the cafe taking right. pictures of them. Having he made what was what did he call it German teriyaki sandwiches German chick yeah chicken German chicken teriyaki sandwiches I have no idea what was in it but I ate it and so uh, it was it was pretty good it was pretty good I have to say kudos to him uh, and the other I think, thing I would yeah, I think I the other thing you can do to move the needle is to put many youth leaders have their adult leaders responsible for different parts of the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whether they're Sunday school teachers or they're, you know, whatever. I try to get the youth leader adults to be in charge of kids, not programs. So they're, so that when they walk in, they, there is zeroed in on their kids and any others, but you know, they're responsible for kids, not necessarily programs. You know, they have to get involved in some things. You know, you need drivers, you need, you know, yep. referees, you need whatever, but, uh, so the more you can get the youth leaders involved with the lives of kids, then less involved with pulling off a program, the more vital your youth ministry will be. Yep, absolutely. Can't agree more, Ken. That's awesome. Um, we've reached a point in the show, Ken. And by the way, if you're listening to this, and I want to remind you, uh, by the way, if you're watching this, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button right hit here, the, by the right, way. It's right because you There. Uh, it, this side? It's right. I don't know what side. It's around here somewhere. Somewhere. Like above my head, maybe? Yeah. It could be there. Uh, because there's lots of room, as you can see, <laughs> to put it there. I'm going to put it right across my forehead is what I'm yeah. going to put the subscribe. But, yeah. but if you're, and look, if you're watching this and you find <laughs> this, this show of value, uh, please hit that subscribe button right here. Uh, and that will get videos like this in your inbox, by the way. Uh, yeah. and I want to encourage you to do that. No, don't forget to, uh, go to soundcloud.com and look up for the, uh, uh, Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, and you can subscribe there. You can download the podcast from there, by the way. Yep. Uh, you can do that as well. But we have reached a point in the show, Ken, where I do a couple of things. Number one is this. I, I call this the moment of nerd. Nerdum. Nerdum. Okay. Yep. And, uh, and I ask you now, since you're the guest today, I will not be sharing uh, what I'm nerding. Well, I might, but I want to ask you what you're nerding about lately. What are some, and when we say nerding, that's, that's, I, I did a little post today on Philippians where, where it talks about, you know, digging down deep and nerding out like about scripture, right? Where you yeah. nerd out about the yeah. Greek word for whatever, and you yeah. nerd out about that stuff. So what are you drilling down deep into? What is the nerdism that you, you are captivated by at the moment that you just can't quit like talking about right now ken's yeah. burn 
the, my, the... my homemade hot sauce. Oh. Oh, yeah. Grew the peppers myself. Habanero. Caribbean red habaneros. Uh-huh. With a really nicey, spicy red uh, serranos and and, and uh, I think it's Lucky Joe's jalapenos. Grew them all. Roast them in the uh, Weber grill with smoke flowing, you know, and then put them in with some fire roasted tomatoes and some cilantro and some i can't give you the recipe but oh my god it's that gum good so though. that is good now you have sent me one i believe i think you probably uh, have in the one. past yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're gonna send me another one aren't you ken <laughs> as soon as McCoy. i get paid for this podcast uh well zero i get paid zero for the podcast um but but the but the but yes i i want some no, i'm nerding about like that and you're nerding I just about got back, sauce. i just got back from a reunion with my four, world war ii fighter pilot guys and yeah. that was really cool i got to see some really cool old planes fly and i also got to see these guys standing in front of like the f-35 the the newest of the new uh warbirds that uh-huh. are that is out there in Hill Air Force Base in Utah, and an F twenty two Raptor. I mean, uh, so I'm nerding out on airplanes now. So that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So those are the two things: hot sauce, airplanes, hot sauce, and airplanes. Yeah, Put those together. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so okay. So by the way, and you, by the way, in the podcast world, if you're listening and you're watching, leave a comment down below and let us know, like Ken and I know, what are you nerding about in your world. Something you're drilling down deep into. Some people are like about fantasy football. They want to talk about that. I don't um, know I, anything I, about my team sucks. Well, uh, yeah, well, so is mine too. I'm a Giants fan, so they're they're not doing very well either. Oh, yeah. So okay. I believe this is Coughlin's last year. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, at least I hope it is. <laughs> Coughlin, I think if you're this listening. Is the last year for the San Diego Chargers. I think next year they'll be the L.A. Chargers. Oh man. Well, either way, I don't do fantasy football because I don't understand it. So that's yeah, just me. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, now that we have uh, done our nerdisms uh, for the moment, yes. I want to leave because this show, this show is about um, motivating youth workers uh, and keeping their ministries moving forward. What would you want to do and uh, to share right now that um, will keep a youth worker motivated? Because it's sometimes it's hard to be stay motivated in the ministry. It's hard, it's hard to be stay motivated in life sometimes. Right. Okay, you just you just, you just want to you just want to throw your hands up and give up and quit and do yeah. all those things. And there's maybe some people listening who are in that exact situation. So why don't you share a little motivation with them and get them get them get them thinking in a different track, get them in a different mindset. What would keep motivate them to keep doing and working with students and and staying in the ministry or 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 not? Maybe they need to be motivated to be out of the ministry and do something their other thing that they're passionate about. But but either way, they need to be motivated in their walk and their calling and, and where they're at in life right now? That's a really good question. I haven't thought about that. But I'm thinking I'm going to I have to control my emotions here. I'm going to get upset. Not upset. Anyway, I'm thinking of kids who I met and they were just non-Christians, normal kids who somehow found Christ in what we we're doing and have continued to grow and have become booming Christians of their own and have married Christians and have Christian kids. And uh, some of them are in ministry. Some of them are, most of them aren't, but it's just the, the uh, high school years are the fulcrum of a person's life. That's the last time the whole generation is in one spot at one time. It's where the cement of the foundation of your life gets hard, starts to get hardened, but it's still soft enough you can make impressions. And the impressions you make last the rest of their life. And so I, I have many, hundreds, dozens, you know, of 
people who are friends who I met as teenagers in youth ministry and have watched their lives grow and develop and mature and pass it along. And the reward of seeing people's lives years later keeps me going even now because the teenagers I'm meeting now, they're going to, they're going to grow up. They're going to get married. They're going to have kids. They're going to have careers. And hopefully their families and their careers and their, the trajectory of their lives will be far better because of our involvement with them than they would have otherwise. Well, and, and amen to that. Uh, you have to be able to look back and, and see the effect and the impact you have had uh, upon the kids that you have worked with. You know, we can talk about all the failures. We can talk about all the things. Yeah. But if one life, if Jesus changed one life while you were ministering and God used you at a moment in a kid's life, uh, I think you have to look at that and say, you know what? I may still be useful to the kingdom. I may yeah. still have some hope uh, yeah. left in me that uh that will lead me and guide me that right. to wherever it is I need to be. Uh but but if God's using you to touch lives, um stay motivated. Stay stay in the stay where you're at or or move on or one or the other. Whatever you got to do, but just don't find a way to be effective. That's it. Find a way to be effective. Don't just give up and say I'm just going to throw it all away right. and and whatever. I had a kid last night. He's he's far away from the Lord right now as far as I know. He came to church to visit his dad. He's he's out he's graduated. Uh, and he said, um, he said, and then he just came downstairs. He says, I was here to just visit my dad, but I thought I'd come down and see you. Uh-huh. Uh, I said, I said, that's awesome, bro. Thanks for, thanks yeah. for coming down and seeing me. Give him a big hug and just loved on him. Yeah. Didn't say, you know, guilt him out and say, well, why don't you stay for church? And you right. know, it just wasn't, it was just, was it just, he just wanted to see me yeah. just to say hello. Yeah. Uh, and I wound up as a, Side note, uh, I said, well, he says, I got to go. My girlfriend's like, I said, really, your girlfriend, what's her name? He said, Morgan. I said, I said, well, can I come out and meet her? She says, no, she's a little weird about that. <laughs> I said, can you give me, I said, can you give me your phone number? I'd like to text her. I said, can I text her? She says, he says that she only likes, like, she's got to go to meet somebody through text her. So I said, okay, great. Give me your number. So I texted her. And just <laughs> said, hey, this is Pastor Paul. Uh, just want to let you know, you're welcome to come to church anytime. Uh, anyway, and she said, Hey, thanks. And big smiley face and all that. Yeah. So it was a little, you know, like you say, Paul, there's nothing, right. It'd be better if you would have met her. If you like texted her now, you're really weird now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that's the world we live in at the moment. That is the world. I said, well, you know what? I may meet her sometime in the future. So you remember me, I'm that guy that texted you. So, right. Yep. but, um, well, Ken, I think, uh, we have talked about it. We have, uh, we have come to a place now where I think, I think that youth workers that are watching youth workers that have been listening, I think they have quite a bit of information that will assist them, that will help them. Uh, I thank you for coming apart, being a part of this uh, podcast um, because, you know, it's a new venture for me, something I enjoy doing because I know it brings value to people that are in our positions and have been in uh, terrible circumstances as we have been Yes, um, that need encouragement, that need those kind of things. And so I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom today. Um, why don't you just tell everybody where people can reach you? Because Ken does this for, he does this full time. This is his deal, right? This, yep. is, this is not a side job. This nope. is something that Ken does. It's God has me doing now. You and, can reach uh, me at Kenny Mac, K-E-N-N-Y-M-A-C. And there'll, yep. be, there'll be the thing right here below here. Right below there, yeah. I, yes. I see it. I see it you right there. Kenny uh-huh. right. <laughs> Mac at jumpstart-ministries.com. Jumpstart-ministries.com. That's all the address you need. That's it. 
That's it. Well, Kenny, thank you for coming. Thanks for being a part. Uh, I hope that if you're listening and watching, by the way, and watching, you will you will leave some questions down there. Maybe you have some questions for Kenny or questions for me. We'll both get back to you either way. Uh, if you're watching the listening uh, via the podcast, just uh, there are comments that you can go down underneath there, and you can leave some comments there. Right. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to do all those kind of things. Right. Uh, and don't forget to uh, don't forget to catch me on Monday for Mentor Me Monday and Tuesday for the Tuesday Panic. And uh, hopefully next week I will have a uh, have another podcast in the can for you. But other than that, can any uh, any final words of uh, wisdom? Do you want to say go Chargers? Do you want to sing the Charger fight song? Do you want to? <laughs> I think I've uh, annoyed them enough. One. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, everybody. Right, well, guys. Thanks, hey, guys, thanks for joining us today for the Youth Ministry and Minister podcast, the show that keeps youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. See you guys next time. That's peace.